Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. This week we get to have my teammate Caitlin Moon on to talk about mental health and joy found only in the Lord. Last month, in honor of Suicide Awareness Month, we got to have Joanna Shepard come on and share her story, and she absolutely killed it. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, pause this one, go listen, and then come back. It's so good and relatable, and she just did such a good job, and I want everyone to hear it. Now, this month is Mental Health Month, and so to wrap up the month, I wanted to have someone on to talk about mental health and freedom in Jesus from that, because it's something that's very close to my heart and definitely something that I've struggled with and a big part of my testimony. I think it doesn't get talked about enough and it's so important and I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to talk about it again today. So Caitlin dealt with depression and anxiety her freshman year at FSU and has found a new joy and love in the Lord this year and the life transformation is so noticeable and it's really awesome. Our God is so good and so big and truly changes everything, and it's just so evident in Caitlin's life. She loves to talk about God and is so passionate about the gospel. She's such a blessing and encouragement in my life and on our team as well, so I'm really excited to share this conversation with y'all. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey, Caitlin, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today and just for this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kira. So in talking with you, obviously, we spend a lot of time together, and I already kind of knew your story, but especially in preparing for this episode, I realized how similar our stories are, and I just think it's so cool how God uses other people in our lives to encourage and build one another up in being able to relate to each other, which is also just like the whole point of this podcast, and it's so cool for me to be able to have someone who we've kind of been that for each other in our everyday lives. Um, So just to be able to come on here and share that with more people and hopefully give more people encouragement is super cool. So with that, let's just get into what I kind of talked about with like the freshman year struggles in my own life on the podcast. Um, And we'll get into that in your life as well. But I just first want to hear how you decided to come to FSU and if that was like an easy decision or a hard one and just kind of how you knew FSU was where God was sending you. Um, before I came to FSU, I knew that playing collegiate volleyball was a big goal of mine. Um, after starting to take beach volleyball more seriously after seventh grade, I knew it was something that I wanted to pursue um, and just had a lot of passion about. Um, so coming to FSU was definitely not an easy decision, um, especially just being out of state from Texas um, it was definitely very far away from home. Yeah. Um, and only as a freshman in high school, it was extremely stressful to have me make such a big decision so early um, after committing, eventually committing my sophomore year. Um, and I think that goes for just about every athlete. The recruiting process is very overwhelming. Yes. Um, but when it came to recruiting, I pretty much just listed out all the pros and cons of all the schools that I was interested in um, and made it attempt to visit every campus that I liked. Um, and by the time it came down to FSU, it was my last school that I um, was planning on going to. And there was just this different feeling that I had when I entered uh, the campus and just set foot on campus. Um, and none of the other campuses really had that feeling that I was looking for. So I think a big part of that had to do with just the peace and the comfort that God gave me while I was on campus. 
um, and just on the sand in the beach volleyball courts. Um, and I just knew I could see myself here for four years. So um, just a little story was I was actually meeting with my coach before um, leaving for like the final trip. And she offered me, we left. I was in the car with my mom. We were going back to the hotel, like ready to head back home. Um, and my mom was asking me like, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? Um, and I was just like, um, we should turn the car back around. I need to go back. Like, I'm not ready to leave. Um, cause I just really just felt this love and passion for FSU. Um, so right then and there, we just turned the car back around and I called coach back and committed. And it was just so, such an instinct and so natural. So I just knew that that was all from God and the peace and comfort just came from him. Um, and that was where God wanted me to be. That's so cool. I had a very similar feeling when I was on campus. My mom looked at me and she was like, you're going to go here. And I was like, yep, which is so funny. Because I almost didn't even visit FSU because it's so yeah. far from home. But yeah. it's pretty awesome. Okay, so I do want to flip a little bit to talking about mental health. Um, and in January 2019, we saw one in 10 adults reporting symptoms consistent with anxiety or depressive disorder. And then in 2020, that number was up to about four in 10, which is obviously a huge jump. And COVID definitely brought up such a mental health issue. And I think it just kind of brought some of those issues that were already there to the surface. And I think that a big reason for that is that thing that we found our identity, whatever that was, work, school, sports, was just kind of put on pause. And for us, that was obviously volleyball. And it ended up being a really big relief in my life and a way that God taught me so much. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, but what was your experience with all of that? Um, yeah, so I would say just like coming into my freshman year, I had a lot of high expectations, high hopes, like ready to play. Um, I definitely struggled just kind of with the transition at the beginning. But um, when it comes to identity, I pretty much moved like across the country to play beach volleyball at Florida State um and I don't think I realized how much of my identity was in that of just how much the impact that would have on being so far from home um because I kind of had this thought of like okay I'm going to Florida State to play beach volleyball like that's what I'm here to do yeah um and I definitely just kind of like fell into that of just placing my identity in what I'm doing and so just kind of trapped in this like volleyball world of like, okay, volleyball is going great. So I'm having a great day. I'm having a great week. Um, but once the second that volleyball went downhill, I was like, oh, like this is really tough. Like I don't have anything else to look forward to. Like if volleyball is going bad, like that's it. Um, and so my identity was very much, um, just kind of tied to that. And, um, I think it was just, kind of tied to my purpose of like why I'm at FSU is to play beach volleyball and I kind of just learned that that's not why I'm at FSU is is not for that so um yeah it just kind of helped me to understand that volleyball is just a platform and not like what I do um or I guess it is what I do but it's not my identity um but yeah so obviously like 2020 was the year that you were a freshman so that was like the COVID year, if you will. Um, and we were pretty strict with lockdowns and not being able to meet new people or go to class or really get involved in church or campus ministries. So what was that like coming in as a freshman in the middle of all of that and having to navigate that? Um, <laughs> it was really tough. 
Um, pretty miserable, I think is a good word that I use to describe <laughs> to people. They're like, how was your freshman year? I'm like, it was pretty miserable, but, which is so brutal, but it really, COVID really had a big effect on like just community and, um, just friendships and stuff. I think one of my biggest prayers, like coming into freshman year was like, God, please just like give me community, give me, um, fellowship and, um, people that I can like grow in the Lord with to chase after you. And that was just kind of like stripped and I couldn't yeah. even like really go to church or try to meet new people because it was just so strict as we both know. Um, and it just, it really made it difficult to trust God in those times because I was like, you told me to come here. You like, I was so set on coming here. I was so excited. And then I got here and I was like, what just happened? Like, yeah. why? Why would you bring me here if I'm not even able to meet people who are like you or um, chasing after you? So, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely just being on the team, it was good that we had like Bible studies or just other things, but it was definitely trapped like to our own team. And that was very difficult to navigate. Yeah, that's a really hard place to be. Um, So freshman year was obviously super tough. So, where were you at by the end of freshman year? Um, by the end of freshman year, <laughs> I was, <laughs> oh man, um, I would say in a, in a point of just, of made, like, probably the lowest point of my life that I think I'd ever gone through. Um, I never really faced anything coming up until my freshman year. Um, and I've just been a person who's like, I want to meet people. I want to build relationships. I want to get to know people. And that was really difficult. And so at the end of freshman year, I was like, okay, maybe made three friends. Like, I don't know yeah. how this is, how this is feeling. Um, and I think I was just like mentally, physically, spiritually, like just exhausted. And I just didn't even know what was next. I was just so just caught up in like depression and anxiety that I just couldn't even like focus on where I was at, how to be present at all. Um, I didn't know what my, like I didn't have my identity in God and I just um, was just very empty and not myself at all. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know um, how to be myself around people um, because I was just so like anxious about what people thought or like just, I just had no joy, like a year of just little to no joy. And it just had a big impact on just how I was feeling at the end. Um, and I think a lot of, I just had a lot of questions of just like, why was this happening? Like, why am I so sad all the time? Um, why am I so anxious about every situation? Yeah. Um, and I just forgot, I just forgot what joy looked like. I forgot, um, if joy was something that I even ever had in life, I was usually one of the happiest people that people knew. And to just not have that anymore, I was just so stripped of everything. Um, and I just wasn't even sure what was next. Um, and I just kind of was stuck in this pit of just worry um, and depression. I just didn't even know what was gonna come next. So, yeah. Dang, that's really hard. Um, but then God brought you to camp and yeah. for those of you who don't know Caitlin, she worked at a summer camp this past summer and that is where her healing story really takes off uh, and the power and goodness of God is just so evident. So what were those first few weeks at camp like coming off 
the hardest year of your life and just really struggling with mental health and questioning like everything um well first of all camp was life-changing <laughs> um the first few weeks of camp um are just like kind of training week so it's like all college students um and it definitely was a little overwhelming at first like still kind of just trying to navigate um who I am who these people are like what am I doing here um was definitely a big question but um I think there was definitely a certain point like at near the end of training week that I just was very was I just like was reflecting on the day and I was like wow, like that was the first day that I've had in a long time that I actually felt myself the entire day. Um, And even at camp, like before, like even at the first few weeks of camp, like I didn't, I didn't even feel my full self. I was like, who are all these new people? Like usually I'm like, let me meet all these people. But I was just so like, what? I'm the only one here from Florida State. Everyone's from Texas. Um, I only really know my sister. Like I knew some friends from high school, but um, even then, I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. So um, my sister was actually the one who, fo- like, begged me to work at camp. She was like, please come work at camp. Like, I really, like, I think it would just be really fun for us to work together. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know <laughs> what camp is. Um, I mean, I've worked at several camps before and attended camp growing up. But um, just the opportunity to work with her was just really special. Yeah. Um. But yeah, after just kind of overcoming those first couple of days of just over like just overwhelmed and anxious, um I did have that break point where I was like, wow, this is like what I'm supposed to feel like all the time. Um and just the people that I was surrounded with were just like such good listeners and like they wanted to know my story and I was like they're like, "How was your freshman year?" That's like the most common question is like, "Well, where do you go to school?" FSU they're like why Florida State and I'm like well let me tell you and then it just like breaks down so quickly into just like my story and it just honestly made me connect with them a lot faster but um yeah I think by the end of training week I was able to say that I could fully like feel myself again um and I think that was just a really awesome feeling like stepping into just working six full weeks of camp um and just developing those relationships with those people um, really helped of just being overwhelmed, not with anxiety anymore, but with like love and joy um, and just peace of like where I'm at now. That's so awesome. Um, can you share that story that you told me about the testimony sharing in your groups? Oh, yes. Um, so we had, we have like groups of us, me and like college students. Um, and there's, there's like 10 of us. And then we have, like, a big, like, cub leader. Um, and each one of us throughout the throughout the week had to kind of share our testimony. And my cub leader came up to me and she was like, hey, like, when do you want to share? Like, we can walk through it if you need help. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, I'll share whenever. Um, and so they finally came down to my turn to share. And I was writing before, like, what I'm going to say, like, what I'm going to share. And I was just stuck. And I was like, I don't know the end of this story I just faced this year of like the hardest thing that I'd ever had to go through and um I just didn't know what the end looked like I knew that it was going to be good because I know that our God is good and there was going to be something really awesome from this and obviously I can see that now but in that moment I was sharing my story and I was like yeah I mean I just went through this year of just 
depression and anxiety and like trying to fight that and honestly like I'm here now and I don't know what's next and there was just so much encouragement from them like from that circle of girls that I was just so overwhelmed and I was like I know that this this is going to be good this is going to be a good summer and I'm going to come back from that but it definitely was a little scary to be like I actually don't know like what the other side of my testimony looks like um so it was definitely powerful to see that now looking back and being able to see that's so awesome so how did God start to redeem that story and pull you out of your pit of sadness and what did that process look like yeah so I mean definitely through camp that obviously was a huge part of it um, and I would say, like, my two biggest things that I learned from camp and just, like, learned about God was that joy can only come from the Lord. And two, that God is love. Like, He is the definition of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that was really powerful for me to understand because I knew what love was, but I didn't know love, like, how God loved me. Um, and just being overwhelmed with those people, like, he so purposely placed each one of those people that I was working with this summer, like, in my life so that they could love me well. Like, I've never been loved before. Um, and I knew that that was from God. Like, that love that they were giving me was, he was using them to reach me. Um, and then just the joy that I got from just being with kids at camp and just, I have a very childlike faith. And so, I just love being a kid and anyone on our team could say that anyone who knows me could say that. Um, so I just think like having the opportunity to just be silly and be fun and just hang out with 12 year olds or nine year olds or whatever that looked like. And, um, really just have the freedom to be myself and be joyful. And he really just was so intentional in that and just placing me in those situations to remind me like what his joy looks like and what Um, his love looks like and how he loves us so well that's so awesome so now you're back at FSU sophomore year Um, how are you and what would you say that God has taught you and how are you kind of applying that in your life now yeah so I would say now it definitely was a big prayer coming back in to this semester because I was like I just had this great life change experience um so what is that going to look like at FSU yeah um and a lot of my friends from camp were like how are you feeling about going back what are you thinking going back um and at camp I was like I'm kind of nervous but I think I'm excited and by the time I got to the end of camp I was like I'm like so pumped to go back to college I'm so Mm -hmm. excited to be at FSU and I just had a bigger perspective on like the greater things that God is doing for me here um and just that my purpose was kind of more clearly redefined of, mm-hmm. yes, I play volleyball, but there's more important things that are just a priority of just my faith and my just relationship with the people around me, the people on my team. Um, and I just think right now I just have found it just my goal is to just be joyful and be a light to whoever it is that I'm talking to, if that means like saying hi to people at practice or just getting involved in other ministries, um, mm-hmm. it's been really cool to see like how those people that I've now met this year are also being so intentionally placed into my life, just like it happened at camp. Yeah. Um, 
So right now I'm very happy. I actually had like a big realization moment last night that I actually could like say the words like I love Florida State mm. and I didn't think that I would be saying that this time last year. Yeah. Um, and it was just really just like a big answered prayer to be able to just be in community with people that I actually just can be myself with um, and just carry that over from camp. Um, and I know that there was so many people from camp that knew about this struggle and just were praying for me in that too. And so just to have that prayer answered literally like this week was just really incredible. Yeah, that's so good. I think you and your story are such a testament to like the joy that truly comes from God and God alone. Because like I could see last year that you were struggling and like you could tell that there was like a lack of joy and seeing you this year is just like it's so cool because you your whole like personality has changed yeah because of what God is doing in you and yeah just like your desire to share that with others is super awesome and I've been super encouraged by it so thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you um so I'm studying first Peter right now and I want to take a second to talk about Chapter 1 in verse 13, because I think it's such a clear picture of kind of what we're talking about. Um, And I was reading the passage in the NIV, and it says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace brought to you when Christ Jesus is revealed at his coming. And I've heard that verse a lot, and I think that the words alert and fully sober are really good words, but... When I was studying, I read the King James Version in the commentary that I was using, and I was really struck by the wording of it because it says, Gird the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for grace. So that phrase, gird the loins of your mind, uh, it's like an action, similar to like rolling your sleeves up and preparing to get to work. So this verse really just commands us to get rid of that loose and sloppy thinking and it's telling us to be free from loss of mental self-control and it's telling us to take control of our thoughts and focus our minds on the grace of Jesus and that just wrecked me when I was reading it because I'm so guilty of not doing that and being lazy with my thoughts and lacking self-control and I think that is so often where that depression and sadness sneaks in and like where when I was at my lowest points, like that's what was going on in my mind. Absolutely. I was not taking control and having self-control over my thoughts. So how have you seen that in your life? Yeah. Um, I think for me, just kind of already like talking about how my perspective changed after camp. Um, but it just kind of shifted of like whenever I, choose to take control over my thoughts it's usually because God has control over my thoughts um and so I know that I can trust him with what I'm thinking and what I'm facing and I can like write down like I'm really I can see when I'm falling back into how I was feeling freshman year and I can just immediately turn to God and be like help me control my thoughts help me focus on not what is in front of me but on your um just like eternal life and I think just putting my mind and sending it on things that are above when the things on earth are not going well, it really helps me just push through that and just kind of be like, okay, God, like I'm ready 
for what it is that you have me in right now because I'm focused on what you are doing through me and wherever you have placed me. Yeah, that's really good. I think another thing that I've done is just like making a list of the truths in scripture that are true of me when I'm thinking mm-hmm. of other things or like just reminding myself that like joy comes from the Lord and all of those yeah. things and like saying that out loud is really powerful um, and it can just really really help your mind um, <laughs> so just to kind of finish up what advice would you give someone who's just like really struggling with feeling sad and Maybe who isn't experiencing that crazy, awesome love of God that you've talked about right now? Um, I would say, first of all, like if any of any of your feelings that you have, like I would encourage you to write them down because I kind of played what my mom calls the today game. <laughs> so I would write in my journal and be like, today I feel, and then I would put sad, happy, anxious, stress, overwhelmed. Um, and then I could easily just kind of identify why I'm feeling that way. Um, and that really helped me just like be aware of like why I'm going through what I'm feeling. Um, and honestly, like Christian or not a Christian, like you have to give God a chance. And like, there's many times where I'm going through something and I'm like, Oh, I can do it. Like I can do this on my own. And it's like, no, like you can't, like, it's really impossible. And Like, if you really want serious life change, like, it's going to come from God and just giving him an opportunity to provide life change in your heart and just work in your heart um, and just set you free from everything that you're going through. Um, And also, I would just say that the power of prayer is huge. Mm. Um, Even if you're praying for something for years or months or weeks, like, there will be answered prayers in your life and um, just the power of community in prayer is also really big. Um, And so God already knows what you're going through. God already knew that I was going to face this hurt and like this anxiety and um, depression and he already had a plan to save me from it. And so I think it's just really cool to see um, just the other side of the story now and be able to share that with people is just so incredible. So good. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kira. Love you. Love you more. Thanks so much for listening. As I was editing this episode, I was really struck by this shift in Caitlin's life when she went to camp and was just able to really spend time away from the busyness of this world and connect with God and let him be the author of her story. I'm reminded of Ephesians 2, 4, which says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us and just how much that verse reigns true in Caitlin's story. So be encouraged that no matter where you are, God is right there with you and he isn't done writing your story. Go read Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 and spend some time reflecting on the super good news of the gospel. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. 